You search our hearts, Lord. You are looking into my heart. You're looking into our hearts. Help us to honor you in our hearts. Help us to choose you in our hearts. As you look, Lord, find in us hearts that are patterned after your heart. Hearts that desire you. Hearts that seek your heart. Hearts that are passionate about you. Hearts that are yielded to you. Find that in each one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 2 Samuel 23 from verse 8 to 17. Alright, so 2 Samuel 23 verse 8. Yes, please. These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Joseph, Basaheb, with Technomite, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Wow. So... We studied extensively on him last week, right? In one yeah. encounter, just one time, all at once, he got rid of 800 people. And I remember June said it was the spirit of might that mm -hmm. came upon him because that was no ordinary feat. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we'll take note of him. Does anybody else have another translation? I think they call him, mine calls him Gado. Mm. I just wanted to stay consistent with his name. That's all. So that we remember, I want it to be in our memories. I want us to keep scriptures in our memories. Keep these people in our memories. They are humans like us. And I want us to, to know that because a human being works with God in that way, we can. So I don't like to pass them by. What does New King James call him? Uh, the same Adino, the S9. Adino is what we're looking for. In our teaching last week, we called him Adino, so I just wanted to stay consistent with that name. So, Adino was used of God to heal 800 people at one time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next verse, please, June. Mm -hmm. Next to him was Eliza, son of Dodai, the Ahohite. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered at Pass Damim for battle. Then the Israelites retreated. But Eliza stood his ground and struck down the Philistine till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned to Eliza but only to strip the dead. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, Eliza was also moved mightily by God. We see that when everybody else had retreated from war against the Philistines, he continued. He fought mm -hmm. even when his hand was weary. He held onto the sword. The sword at him became one by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was able to kill an entire army. And I want to emphasize that he did that, but scripture says, and the Lord wrought a great victory that day. So you know it's not just all about the man. It is about the supernatural move of the Holy Spirit through a man who will yield his hand. He needed to be courageous like Jamie mentioned last week. He needed to rise up and do this. 
and the Holy Spirit took over. The Spirit of might took over. The kingdom of God took over. And that victory belonged to the Lord. Next verse, please. Mm -hmm. Next to him was Shammah, son of Agi and Hararite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel troops fled from them. But Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistine down. And the Lord brought about a great victory. Again, and the Lord brought about a great victory. So now it comes to Shammah and the Philistines are there again. They wanted to plunder. They had a whole field of lentils. Um, my Bible said they also had cattle there. My Bible mm. says, and next to him was Shammah, the son of Agi from the king's mountain. When the Philistines were gathered together to plunder cattle, cattle. Mm. Remember, this was property in that day. To plunder cattle where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. Mm. So this is both the meats and the vegetables and the plants, all that they needed to take care of themselves. Their possessions, their livelihood was threatened. Their means of survival was threatened. Their hard work. Their investments were threatened. And the people fled from the Philistines. In the midst of this threat against their livelihood, their hard work, their investments, their labor, their sweat, their toil, everybody else ran away. But one man stood. I want you to see the consistency of one man standing and everybody else running away. And I want us to see that it is not about, oh, it's my call, it's my call. No, you choose to be called. You choose to be the one standing. Because everybody else is free to run away. There's no penalty for running away. Last week, we saw that after Eliza had won the war, they came back for the plunder. And that's where you just read about Eliza in verse 9. Verse 12, it says, according to my um, Aramaic Bible, it says, he stood in the midst of the field and delivered. <laughs> he delivered the cattle and slew the Philistines. That's exactly what we do in deliverance. We stand in the gap. We stand and we begin to pronounce God's covering over you. And all the demonic influences are destroyed. We give you an understanding of how to stay victorious afterwards. But someone has to rise up courageously and deliver a person or a people from the attack, from the ongoing attack of the enemy against your livelihood is not just your food. It's your essence, the essence of your life. You are called to fulfill a mighty destiny. You came here for a purpose. It wasn't just physical things. It wasn't just to come and have fun and leave and sleep and eat. No, it was so much more. And the enemy comes to threaten that. And so everybody else runs away and is like, well, I don't know how to deal with that. Well, you keep struggling with this. I don't know what to do about it. But you and I can choose because these three chose in all the instances we saw. They chose. But at the end of the day, the Lord was the one who wrought the victory. Amen. The Lord is ever willing to wrought the victory. 
But if there's no man to arise and stand in the midst of the field to deliver the cattle and the lentils, to deliver your life from the infestation of the enemy against your livelihood, against your calling, against the essence of your being, then that victory will not take place. God cannot come in physical form. He already did through Christ Jesus. And did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Now it's up to us if that one man would choose to stand when everybody else retreats. But Eliza, Eliza stood his ground and struck the Philistines. Till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword, the Lord brought about a great victory that day. In the same fashion, Shammah stood in the midst of the field and delivered the cattle and slew the Philistines. And the Lord brought a great victory by his hand. The Lord will bring the victory at all times. Now, what I want us to see is about the heart factor. It takes that person with a heart factor to say no. You cannot kill my people. No. You cannot take over our cattle and our food. Our means of livelihood. You cannot take our destiny and make it yours. You can't change the course of our lives by coming to steal what God has given us. It takes a man, no matter how weary he is, to latch onto the word of God and say that this word that is filled with so much mysteries, this word that is hard to comprehend sometimes, I will latch onto it and make sure I get into revelation and make it a reality. I will latch onto it. Even when I'm weary, even when I don't understand, even when I'm tired, even when I'm facing challenges, this word is true. And as long as I latch onto it, the Lord will bring about the victory. Amen. 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 The enemy comes to plunder your belongings. Will you be a deliverer? Will you be a defender? The Lord comes after your loved ones, after your friends, after your children. Will you arise and be that deliverer? Will you arise and be the defender? If your child, your spouse, or your friend is in trouble, or you know that they need a help, and you're in position to rise and fight for them with you. So today we're going to look at the heart factor. It depends on what is within your heart. Are you going to be stirred up from within you when you see these ungodly circumstances all around you? It might be that your heart is large enough just for your family. But if your heart is large enough for a city or for a nation or even for the world over, always remember that the Lord is the one who routes the victory. Amen. But you get to choose. You get to choose and stand in the midst of that field. Stand in the midst of your genealogy and begin to cut down every ties to the demonic. Begin to cut off every agreement with the lies of the enemy that says you're not good enough. You're not going to amount to anything. Your father was like this. Your mother was like this. Oh, it is over for you. Oh, you're too old now. You cut off all those agreements and defend the call of God upon your life. The spirit of God left heaven to dwell inside you for this purpose. To express himself through you. 
So there's no limit to how far you can go. You are the only one that can limit yourself. How large are you going to allow your heart expand to do this work of God? To stand in the field and defend what God has entrusted into your hands. There's no penalty. Others ran away and came back for the goods later. Remember that, but will you choose? It's all about your heart. There's a field around us. Look around. There's a field around us. Look at the people. Men in the image of God. Who has a heart enough to conquer that field for God? Remember, the Lord will rock the victory. If your heart is able to contain what God is about to do, there is just no limit to how far you go. Try to compare this to our present day now. Look at ourselves and begin to wonder, how can I bring about the victory? Not just for myself, but for my family. You have the tools, the word of God. Use the word of God. Allow the spirit of the Lord lead you. Allow the Lord to use you in whatever way to meet an end. Sometimes it's not just many. Guys, let me tell you. Many will answer so many things. So many things. But sometimes it's not all about money. But I want you to see that it is so much about the heart because if money could solve everything, we wouldn't have the poor around us, right? Mm -hmm. It is about the heart. What will a billionaire do with his money when he dies? So you see that having all that money will not reveal the heart of God for people. If it was all about money, we won't have GMO food. We won't have businesses that are thriving on addictive substances. It's about people who care about people, love people, put in measures. How are we going to make food that is healthy for people? We don't have to have organic or inorganic. We don't have to have people polluting our food. All of that is for personal gain. But somebody with a heart, if we all had the heart, if all humanity had the heart, then many people won't be sick as a result of polluted foods or polluted products. Just to encourage you, that when you sit down there and you feel something stare within you and you're like, oh, I wish I had the money. Remember, it's not about the money. It's about the heart. When you have that heart, you can jump up and then the Lord will begin to use you. The Holy Spirit will lead you how to go about that course. And he will use you to deliver a lot of people because he is set to bring about a mighty victory. That is his position at all times. Everything else depends on us. That's why that song says, you're looking into my heart. He's looking. He's after the hearts of men. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far, but... You know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, 
when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gifts of the Spirit.